بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لأن يحتطب أحدكم حزمة على ظهره خير له من أن يسأل أحدا فيعطيه أو يمنعه متفق عليه وعنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال كان داود عليه السلام لا يأكل إلا من عمل يده رواه البخاري وعنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال كان زكريا عليه السلام نجارا رواه مسلم وعن المقدام من معاد كريب رضي الله تعالى عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما أكل أحد طعاما قدت خيرا من أن يأكل من عمل يده وإن نبي الله داود عليه السلام كان يأكل من عمل يده رواه البخاري Continue with the chapter which deals with the exhortation to earn one's own livelihood and thereby acquire the means to fulfill one's needs and the needs of one's family, abstaining from asking from others and the encouragement to spend in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala is the narrator of the hadith wherein he reports that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, It is better for one of you to load a bundle of firewood on his back. It is better for one of you to load a bundle of firewood on his back rather than you stretching your hand out and asking your need from anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thereby that person gives you or sometimes he withholds from giving you. So a person, when you ask him, when you place your need in front of him, he may or may not reciprocate, he may not accept your entreaty from him, he may reject you or he may grant you. So this is what the latter part of the hadith means, فَيُعْتِيَهُ or يَمْنَعُهُ The subject matter of this hadith is similar to the one which just passed, wherein Rasulullah said that one of you should take his ropes and go to the mountain and acquire a bundle of firewood, then come into the marketplace and sell this, this is better for you. Then you giving up your dignity and honor, then you giving up your istighnayat, your independence, and you stretching your hand out and asking from, some, from someone else. As we mentioned yesterday, the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, wherein Nabi wasallam said, a person works, toils from morning till night, and then... He is absolutely tired as a result of his efforts. On the one hand, from a worldly point of view, he may earn a wage or a salary. On the other hand, if you consider it is our mindset that a person, if he reads Quran, makes nawafil, reads salah, makes fast, etc., then this is the means of him earning maghfirat, the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala, of him, of him earning akhirat. Yet Rasulullah said, Man amsa kalan bi amali yadi amsa maghfuran lahu. A person works in his job the whole day. But as I mentioned yesterday, and I'm reiterating with certain conditions, 
his engagement in acquiring his livelihood does not become an obstacle to his salah, etc., to discharging that which Allah has made farz upon him. And sachai ke there is integrity, there is honesty, amanadari, there is trustworthiness. Nabi Islam says, at the end of that day, his toil in his job, but amsa maghfuran lahu, Allah will forgive all his sins. Once there was a Sahabi Sadr, he was sitting in front of Rasulullah his, la- his hands had become marked, emaciated, because of toiling in the fields. Allah's Rasul looked at the hands of the Sahabi, the skin had become chaffed. Nabi Islam felt this and he asked the Sahabi that, how did your hands become like this? How did your skin become like this? So the Sahabi responded and he said, Ya Rasulullah, it was because I was pulling the rope in the fields. Irrigation, watering the fields, acquiring livelihood so that I could put halal food in front of my family. What was the response of Rasulullah sallallahu It comes in the riwayat that Nabi sallallahu took the hands of that Sahabi, pulled it close and placed his Mubarak lips on, upon those hands. He kissed the hands of that Sahabi. And he said that the hands or the skin that has become like this as a result of toiling in order to put halal food in, one's, in front of one's family, Allah has made the fire of Jahannam haram on those hands. So such is the emphasis that our Shariat places upon one earning one's own livelihood. Don't beg from others, don't ask from others, acquire one's own independence. Earning one's livelihood in the correct way, as I've mentioned many times, is ibadat. It is a means of us earning our akhirat. It is a means of earning great, great, not just jannat, earning jannatul firdos. When Nabi Islam said that At-Tajiru Saduqul Amin Ma'an Wa Siddiqeen Wa Shuhada, he said the truthful and honest and trustworthy trader, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise him with the Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. And speaking of Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam, if you look at the next few ahadith, the same theme is reiterated throughout those ahadith. So I will just translate those ahadith first before going into the explanation. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala narrates from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Kana Dawood alayhi salam la ya'kulu illa min amali yadihi. Dawood alayhi salam would not eat anything except that which he had earned with the fruit of his own labor. In other words, Dawud salam, despite being a great Nabi of Allah, and not only a great Nabi of Allah, Allah had given him great kingdom. He was a ruler who ruled over the people and he had immense wealth, authority and power. Despite that, he would earn his own livelihood with the effort of his own hands. The next hadith, Abu Hurairah radiallahu narrates from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Zakaria alayhi salam was a carpenter by trade. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Zakaria alayhi salam kana Zakaria alayhi salam najjaran. He was a carpenter by trade. Miqdam ibn Ma'adikarib radiallahu anhu is the narrator of the next hadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا أَكَلَ أَحَدٌ طَعَامًا قَدْتُ خَيْرًا مِنْ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ مِنْ عَمَلِ يَدِهِ 
He said there is no food that you can consume that is superior, that is of greater benefit, that is of greater reward, that is more pure. All this will fall under the purview of this expression khayran. Bismillah said this is the best food that you can eat. What? That which is acquired by your, the effort of your own hands. Min amali yadihi. What you earned. And you put that food in front of yourself, in front of your family, there is no better food that you can consume than that. وَإِنَّ نَبِيَ اللَّهِ دَاوُدَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ كَانَ يَأْكُلُ مِنْ عَمَلِ يَدِهِ And Nabi Islam goes on to say that definitely, verily, the Nabi of Allah, Dawood alayhi salam, also used to eat from that which was the produce of the effort of his own hands. So we, like I said, we find the overriding theme in these three ahadith, that Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam used to acquire their livelihood as a result of the effort of their own hands. And we are told in many many places in the Qur'an that we should emulate the Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. We should follow the previous Anbiya alayhi salatu. In fact, we should take ibrat, lesson from their lives. لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِّيُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ Allah Ta'ala says in the incidents of Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam of the past, in their lives is ibrat, is lesson, is guidance for the people of intelligence. Dawud alayhi salam, despite being a powerful ruler and having everything at his disposal, it is mentioned about him in other ahadith that the profession that Dawud alayhi salam had is that he used to manufacture armor. From steel he would manufacture armor and he would sell this. In other words, body shields or body armors he would manufacture from steel. Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with a mu'ajizah and miracle where Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَلَنَّا لَهُ الْحَدِيدِ Allah Ta'ala says, for Dawud salam we soften steel. In fact, like how wax, when it is soft, we are able to mold and shape it. Allah Ta'ala had blessed this Nabi with this miracle that he was able to mold and shape steel. Allah softened it for him like wax. So whenever he would touch it, it would become absolutely soft. So Dawud salam used to shape from steel body armor, which is used in fighting in war at that time. And Dawud salam would sell this, and from the uh, whatever he earned from that, he would consume. In other words, despite being a king, despite having an army at his disposal, despite having the treasury at his disposal, Dawud salam would not acquire his livelihood from that. But he made effort on his own. So from this we, we learn from the sunnah of Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam that it is not below the dignity of someone basically to put it crudely what we say to dirty your hands to earn from the fruit of your own labor. In fact the shariat encourages this. We run out of time inshallah we'll continue.